Welcome to Thrive Live, the new podcast from Thrive, formerly Audit NI. I'm Margaret Henry, and today I'm delighted to be talking to Robert Jones, Head of New Thinking at Global Brand Agency Wolf Ollens, author and lecturer in branding at the University of East Anglia and elsewhere. Robert, welcome back, albeit virtually. Thank you very much, Margaret. Very good to be with you. Robert, the last time we saw you here in Belfast, I think was last November, and you very kindly hosted one of our Network Network sessions. And we talked at that session about how important it was to develop your brand from your purpose. Um, just wondering what you've been up to branding-wise since uh, we last saw you. Uh, well, um, a lot of work with clients here at Wolf Olin's, um, ranging from the very, very large uh, Daimler, the company that owns Mercedes-Benz, um, to the much smaller and um, uh, more cultural, if I can use that word, I'm just talking this week to Dulwich Picture Gallery um, here in London. So, you know, kind of fascinating mixed client work. Plus, um, I've been doing my teaching. I've just finished marking a batch of dissertations for my university students. Um, and I published a book as well a couple of months ago. Yes, well, I am aware of the book because I have been reading the book myself. Uh, your very short introduction to branding. Um, and I thought one of the things that struck me in the book is that you have a chapter around the ethics of branding. Mm. And one of the things that often comes up um, when we're talking to organizations is that, you know, they feel it's very important that when they're communicating and when they're developing their brand, that they are real and authentic and very true to, in particular, of course, their artistic vision and their artistic um, aims and objectives. Mm. Um, Some people might say that if you're creating a brand, you know, you're trying to create an image in people's minds and you may not be being true to your artistic vision, either for your organization or your production or your exhibition. How would you respond to that? Well, I think there's two different ways of doing branding. One is to do what you just described, which is to try to um, create an artificial image for an organization. Um, but the other, which is what I'm interested in, is, is digging into the truth of the organization and, and um, projecting both inside um, and outside. Um, so for me, good branding is always honest branding. Yes, yes. No, I think, I think that's a fair point. I think that's where the most successful brands seem to have worked. Um, I mean, the book itself, I have to say, is really readable whether you're from a branding background or not, um, and I'll certainly be sharing it uh, with the team here and indeed with, with other colleagues, uh, although I don't want to do you out of any sales um, <laughs> by sharing it by too much. Um, I also see from your social media that you've been traveling quite a lot recently, as you say, through your lecturing and through your, your client work as well. So I'm just wondering, have you come across any sort of new or refreshed brands that you feel have really nailed um, being honest and coming from their purpose. Yes, I think it's. it's um, I mean, I'm inevitably going to mention a couple of things that we've been working on in, in at Wolf Olin's in London and in in the states. Um, and it's interesting the um, sectors that we're in at the moment. I think that says a lot that it's organisations in the world of energy, uh, in the world of healthcare, in the world of cars that are all facing big change and big um, yeah, kind of ethical um, stroke environmental 
issues. Um, so, I, so I'm really excited about some work we did for the Italian global energy business, NL, uh, which is helping it um, look at what it calls open energy. So rather than being a closed electricity generating business using fossil fuels, it's now um, a, a wide open business focused almost entirely on green energy and very much open to ordinary people generating their own energy, which is going to become increasingly um, common, I think, and feeding it back into the grid. So that will be one example. The other example, a couple of examples that I came across when I was with our colleagues in uh, in the States over the summer, both in the health area. One is a thing called ZocDoc, which is an app that lets you find the right doctor. Now, in America, that's a really hard thing to do. It's a very complicated process, and, and this lets you find a doctor rather in the way that TripAdvisor would let you find a um, a hotel, it, it makes it as simple as that. And then even more recently in San Francisco, we've helped launch a thing called Modern Fertility, um, which for the first time puts the management of fertility into the hands of ordinary women. It, it ceased to become something that only doctors know about. And with a little kit that you can buy through this thing called Modern Fertility, um, women become uh, can take charge of that. And, and, and all of those things to me are really exciting because then it's not just Branding in the superficial sense, all of these things have quite profound social implications, I think. Yes, yes. No, I think that's I think that's really interesting and I think that whole area around um, you know, different movements, I suppose, different developments, different kind of civic engagement movements and, and how branding can work to deliver those messages in those sectors, I think you know, is really interesting and seems to be a, a developing area. Mm. So it's it's interesting to hear about the, some of those examples. I suppose the other side of the coin is, as we know, um, brands can sometimes suffer mm-hmm. and take a bit of a hit. Are there any brands you feel are struggling at the minute? Um, any any brands you think you'd like to maybe get your hands on to, to help mm. them? <laughs> um, anyone you think just who's not not maybe quite getting it or, or struggling to get their brand uh, messages out there? Well, I think one that we're all familiar with is Marks & Spencer, which um, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, was um, was a model of um, an organization with a very strong sense of what it was for, of its spirit, if you like, um, uh, which it's lost. And um, uh, and I think it's now very much split in two between the clothing business and the food business um it's very much chasing its competitors rather than being itself you know and it loses out to a retailer that is much more sure of itself like um john lewis um not sure i'm not sure, I'm not sure there's a john lewis in belfast is there, um but there should be <laughs> um yes i agree um but 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 john lewis knows how it's done it's got a very very strong sense of purpose which is interestingly enough its primary purpose is the happiness of its own staff because its belief is if you have happy staff they will create happy customers and those happy customers will come back for more and it's a, a very clear kind of purpose driven model that absolutely works and that m&s marks and spencer really doesn't have at the moment it's very interesting you mention those two brands because um, just this week, just yesterday, Marks and Spencers were celebrating 50 years of being in Northern Ireland okay. um, and had quite a big thing around that yesterday mm. and also the fact that they have been growing significantly in Northern Ireland and opening new stores here, okay. whereas in other parts of the UK they have actually been closing stores. 
And they've also, they also talked yesterday, they made a big point of saying that Marks and Spencers was one of the high street brands that didn't move out of Belfast during the worst of the troubles okay. and has stayed in Belfast, indeed in exactly the same location in, in mm. Belfast in Royal Avenue um, since, since it came 50 years ago. So that's quite interesting. And then on the other side of that, John Lewis, the other brand that you refer to, there has been a very long contested um, situation where John Lewis have wanted to come to Northern Ireland for quite some period of time, but there's been a huge kind of planning controversy over the site that they were looking oh, for, okay. um, and local retailers objecting potentially mm. um, to to that site, which is out near Lisburn. Mm. So they're two very interesting brands, just even within a Northern Ireland context, um, as well as you know their bigger kind of kind of context in the in the resale sector as well. Mm. Well, it sounds as though M&S has been able to establish a, a role in the community in um, Northern Ireland that I don't think, I think it's lost in most of the rest of, um, mm. of the country. Mm. No, 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 I, I agree, I agree. Um, obviously, one of the areas you work in is, as you've referenced, you do a lot of work with the cultural sector, mm. both within Wolf Olins and then through your other work. Yes. Um, it remains challenging times for the cultural sector, um, you know, certainly in Northern Ireland, but also elsewhere around resources, around, you know, getting getting their kind of place. Mm. Um, what kind of cultural organisations have you seen that are developing brands from their purpose and kind of who do you think is doing it best in terms of really delivering on that? Well, I think of the, of the, of the larger ones, the, the, um, the people we know very well are historic royal palaces. Uh, which is the charity mm. that runs the Tower of London at Hampton Court and, and, and now Hillsborough, of course. Um, yes. And um, for the last 10 years, um, Historic Royal Palaces has very, very deliberately run itself um, on the basis of a purpose statement that's about helping people explore stories. Um, and, um, and, and that's been, for them, incredibly successful at focusing the organisation and helping it grow. I would mention that as a, uh, as, as, as a large-scale example. There's a very interesting theatre in Newcastle called Live Theatre, um, which is all about new writing. But what that, the, the purpose is about encouraging new writing and therefore creativity, but what's really interesting at Live Theatre is that they, they extend creativity into their own organisation, the way that they make money, the way they, they um, generate revenues. So it's kind of really... Um, wide-ranging notion of what of what creativity does so those are a couple of examples that that i would mention there are there are lots more because you know luckily in the culture sector all the most organizations do have um a big and exciting purpose more than just making money but however they're not always not every organization is crystal clear about what that purpose is no, and I think um it's it's really relevant um because I think in times of stretched resources or challenged resources and also just competition for audiences hearts and minds for their money for their time you know that whole idea of thinking about your purpose and and why you exist seems to be coming to the fore increasingly in you know a number of conversations we're having with organizations Mm -hmm. as as we try to support them and indeed having with you know belfast city council 
Derry um, Council with the Arts Council here as well. So, I mean, it's 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 good to you know see other examples, but there is a lot of uh, good kind of work and discussion happening here as well, which is which is good. Yeah, good, good to know. And I think because I think in addition to the competition, which is increasing for audiences, there of course is an increasing competition for funding. Uh, and actually, having a very clear sense of purpose can can sometimes be even more important in that area because if you can show that your purpose as an organisation meshes with the purpose of a local authority or an arts funder or a corporate supporter then you're much more likely to get their their their, their continuing support no i i i agree i agree so it's um yes it is i think in these times very important to to be clear and be confident about your purpose um, as well as talking to us about branding today, obviously part of the reason we asked you to do the podcast is because it's a special time for us as we've rebranded from Audiences NI to Thrive. We certainly tried to take your advice in that process by starting with our purpose and we've been looking at that for sort of the last 12 to 18 months. Um, I've shared with you the brand journey we've been on and just would be really interested to um, get your response to what you've seen. Yes, great. No, it, and it, it is, it's brilliant to see it because I can see from, from your presentation that this has absolutely started with a strong sense of purpose um, to help cultural organisations unlock their audience potential. Um, and but what I think is also very exciting is to see how the creative expression of all of that um, builds on it and moves it on. And that's one of the reasons I enjoy working in the branding business which is itself a creative business because where that gets to in terms of a name is thrive and then you have a line making culture counts which i think is really interesting because um there's at least three meanings there um, counting audience numbers i guess um counting in terms of revenue but also counting in terms of importance and and significance in in society and my my feeling is that that opens you out to do a lot more and create a lot more value than your previous name and branding audiences NI did. We, you've got this really positive and optimistic sense of thrive, which is absolutely what we need in, in rather pessimistic times. Um, so it feels very timely to me. Mm. Oh, no, well, that's good to hear. Yes, I think um, thrive does speak to not only our ambition for ourselves as an organization, but more importantly, our wish to be part of a thriving sector and to support and enable a thriving sector in, in Northern Ireland. And you're right, in some ways, you know, you think, oh my goodness, times are tough. We have so much uncertainty, Brexit, all of the things that are going on in the world. And you think, mm. you know, is this a time to be speaking about thriving? Mm. But I think after much debate and discussion, I think it's really important that we as a as a support organization for the sector here, that we are the people who can, you know, have that maybe rallying call. And whilst being realistic about, you know, the challenges that are being faced by organizations, but showing that, you know, we believe in the cultural sector here in Northern Ireland and the value and how much it does count and should mm. count. And that we, mm. you know, absolutely want to support that. I suppose we would feel very strongly that our success as an organization is inextricably linked to the success of the sector and vice versa. So if we, if they thrive, we thrive is, is I suppose, a part of what, what our thinking was behind that as well. 
I think it's fascinating and I think it's a very good example of when um, purpose-led branding really works at its best is when there, there, there might be an explicit statement of purpose, which is great, but around that and beyond that is a much bigger ethos, spirit, point of view about the world. Um, and I think what you're doing through, through your rebranding is you're standing for confidence and positivity and optimism, aren't you, in the sector, which is which is fantastic. Yes, no, we, we are. And, um, you know, as I said, you know, choosing the domain name was interesting as well. And we looked at a number of options and I felt we will thrive, you know, expresses the fact that we certainly aren't complacent. We realize that the sector is on its journey with all the challenges it has to face. We are also always trying to do better and always trying to to make a bigger impact and a better impact. So mm. I think, you know, having that sense of energy there through the domain name was also very important. Um, yes. One of the things that, that was really important for us as well is, you know, organizations are so stretched that, you know, creating the brand, but also making sure that the new website, which will, you know, go along with the brand, has all those resources and has all that information there that irrespective of whether you're a very small dance company or a larger cultural institution here in Northern Ireland, that you can access that information for free. And, you know, the kind of building blocks are there. The the basic audience information is there. The kind of key insights that you might need um, mm-hmm. is available to help you thrive without you having to pay or, you know, go through any sort of paywall or anything like that. That was all really important to us as well. Great. And I, and I think that's uh, a way in which your branding almost unlocks a whole range of additional things that you can be um, offering people, which is, uh, you know, that's another of, another of the ways in which proper, genuine, honest rebranding is such a powerful thing to do no absolutely well listen robert it's been really good as always to talk to you um nice to get your comments on our brand um Mm. it's always slightly scary when you have a a a baby like this and then you reveal it start to reveal it (laughs) It i know know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you've been through it many many times so uh we're um we're going to um say we're revealing our our new brand but i think more importantly we're revealing you know our purpose and our ambition and and how we want to deliver for the sector which is the most important thing that we do and it's really lovely that, that you've been able to be a part of of that new chapter for us um we look forward to continuing to follow your uh branding adventures and I hope as well that in the not too distant future we can welcome you back to Northern Ireland and to pick up some of the discussions around branding that um, that we've had in the past. Well, that would be great, Margaret, and I'm always happy to come back to Belfast because for me it is a city that stands, the whole city, not just your organisation, but the whole city stands for optimism and progress. Um, so always happy to 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 to, to be there, but and but and great to. Um, not to, not actually to be with you physically today, but to be able to talk to you today too.